0: STORY NUMBER NINE OF THE CHILDREN'S BOOK OF CHRISTMAS STORIES. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elisa McCaslin, June 2012. The Children's Book of Christmas Stories by Various Artists. The Voyage of the Wee Red Cap by Ruth Sawyer Durand. It was the night of saint stephen and teague sat alone by his fire with naught in his cupboard but a pinch of tea and a bare mixing of meal and a heart inside of him as soft and warm as the ice on the water bucket outside the door the tuft was near burnt on the hearth a handful of golden cinders left just and teague took to counting them greedily on his fingers there's one two three and four and five he laughed faith there be more bits o' real gold hid unther the loose clay in the corner. It was the truth, and it was the scraping and scrooching for the last piece that had left Tigg's cupboard bare of a Christmas dinner. "'Gold is better nor eaten and a-thrinkin', and if ye have naught to give, that will be not asked of ye.' And he laughed again." He was thinking of the neighbors, and the doles of food and piggins of milk that would pass over their thresholds that night to the vagabonds and paupers who were sure to come begging. And on the heels of that thought followed another. Who would be giving old Barney his dinner? Barney lived a stone's throw from Tig, alone in a wee-tumbled-in cabin, and for a score of years past Tig had stood on the doorstep every Christmas Eve, and making a hollow of his two hands, had called across the road. "'Hey there, Barney, will ye come over for a sup?' And Barney had reached for his crutches, there being but one leg to him, and had come. Faith said Tig, trying another laugh. Barney can fast for the once. 'Twill be all the same in a month's time. And he fell to thinking of the gold again. A knock came at the door. Tig pulled himself down in his chair, where the shadow would cover him, and held his tongue. "'Tig! Tig!' It was the widow Donley's voice. If ye are there, open your door. I have not got the pay for the spriggin this month, and the child her are needin food. But Tig put the leash on his tongue and never stirred till he heard the tramp of her feet going on to the next cabin. Then he saw to it that the door was tight barred. Another knock came, and it was a stranger's voice this time. The other cabins are filled. Not one but has its hearth crowded. Will ye take us in, the two of us? The wind bites mortal sharp. Not a morsel o' food have nee tasted this day. Master, will ye take us in?" But Tig sat on, a-holding his tongue, and the tramp of the stranger's feet passed down the road. Others took their place, small feet running. It was the miller's wee Cassie, and she called out as she ran by, "'Old Barney's watchin' for ye. Ye'll not be forgetting him, will ye, Tig?" And then the child broke into a song, sweet and clear, as she passed down the road. Listen, all ye, tis a feast, O St. Stephen. mind that ye keep it this holy even. Open your door, and greet ye the stranger, for ye mind that the wee lord had naught but a manger. Weera, as true, feed ye the hungry, and rest ye the weary. This ye must do for the sake of our Mary. Tis well that ye mind, ye who sit by the fire, that the Lord he was born in a dark and cold byre. Weera, as true. "'Tig put his fingers deep in his ears. "'A million murdering curses on them that won't let me be. "'Can't a man try to keep what is his without being pestered "'by them that has only idled and wasted their days?' "'And then the strange thing happened. hundreds and hundreds of wee lights began dancing outside the window, "'making the room bright. "'The hands of the clock began chasing each other round the dial, "'and the bolt of the door drew itself out.' slowly without a creak or a cringe the door opened and in there trooped a crowd of the good people their wee green cloaks were folded close about them and each carried a rush candle Tig was filled with a great wonderment entirely when he saw the fairies but when they saw him they laughed we are takin the loan o your cabin this night Tig said they ye're the only man here about with an empty hearth and we're needin one without saying more They bustled about the room, making ready. They lengthened out the table and spread and set it. More of the good people trooped in, bringing stools and food and drink. The pipers came last, and they sat themselves around the chimney-piece, a-blowing their chanters and trying the drones. The feasting began, and the pipers played, and never had Teague seen such a sight in his life. Suddenly a wee man sang out, Clip-clap, clip-clap, I wish I had my wee red cap, and out of the air there tumbled the neatest cap Tig ever laid his two eyes on. The wee man clapped it on his head, crying, I wish I was in Spain, and whist! Up the chimney he went, and away out of sight. It happened just as I am telling it. Another wee man called for his cap, and away he went after the first, and then another, and another, until the room was empty, and Tig sat alone again. "'By my soul,' said Teague, "'I'd like to travel that way myself. "'It's a grand saving of tickets and baggage, "'and ye get to a place "'before ye have had time to change your mind. "'Faith, there is no harm done if I thry it.' "'So he sang the fairy's rhyme "'and out of the air dropped a wee cap for him. "'For a moment the wonder had him, "'but the next he was clapping the cap on his head "'and crying, Spain! "'Then whist up the chimney he went after the fairies, and before he had time to let out his breath, he was standing in the middle of Spain and strangeness all about him. He was in a great city. The doorways of the houses were hung with flowers. The air was warm and sweet with the smell of them. Torches burned along the streets, sweetmeat sellers went about crying their wares, and on the steps of the cathedral crouched a crowd of beggars. "'What's the meaning of that?' asked Tig of one of the fairies." They are waiting for those that are hearing mass when they come out they give half of what they have to those that have nothing so on this night of all the year there shall be no hunger and no cold and then far down the street came the sound of a child's voice singing listen all ye tis the feast of saint stephen mind that ye keep it this holy evening curse it said tig can a song fly after ye and then he heard the fairies cry holland and cried holland too in one leap he was over france and another over belgium and with the third he was standing by long ditches of water frozen fast and over them glided hundreds upon hundreds of lads and maids outside each door stood a wee wooden shoe empty tig saw scores of them as he looked down the ditch of a street what is the meaning o' those shoes he asked the fairies ye poor lad answered the wee man next to him are ye not knowing anything this is a gift night of the year when every man gives to his neighbour a child came to the window of one of the houses and in her hand was a lighted candle she was singing as she put the light down close to the glass and Tigg caught the words open your door and greet ye the stranger for ye mind that the wee lord had naught but a manger weera as true tis a devil's work cried tig and he set the red cap more firmly on his head i'm for another country i cannot be telling you a half of the adventures tig had that night nor half the sights that he saw but he passed by fields that held sheaves of grain for the birds and doorsteps that held bowls of porridge for the wee creatures he saw lighted trees sparkling and heavy with gifts and he stood outside the churches and watched the crowds pass in bearing gifts to the holy mother and child at last the fairies straightened their caps and cried now for the great hall in the king of england's palace whist and away they went and tig after them and the first thing he knew he was in london not an arm's length from the king's throne it was a grander sight than he had seen in any other country the hall was filled entirely with lords and ladies, and the great doors were open for the poor and the homeless to come in and warm themselves by the king's fire and feast from the king's table, and many a hungry soul did the king serve with his own hands. Those that had anything to give gave it in return. It might be a bit of music played on a harp or a pipe, or it might be a dance or a song, but more often it was a wish, just for good luck and safekeeping." tig was so taken up with the watching that he never heard the fairies when they wished themselves on moreover he never saw the weak girl that was fed and went laughing away but he heard a bit of her song as she passed through the door feed ye the hungry and rest ye the weary this ye must do for the sake of our merry then the anger had tig i'll stop your pestering tongue once and for all. and catching the cap from his head he threw it after her No sooner was the cap gone than every soul in the hall saw him. The next moment they were about him, catching at his coat and crying, "'Where is he from? What does he hear? Bring him before the king!' And Tig was dragged along by a hundred hands to the throne where the king sat. "'He was stealing food!' cried one. "'He was robbing the king's jewels!' cried another. "'He looks evil!' cried a third. "'Kill him!' and in a moment all the voices took it up, and the hall rang with, "'Aye, kill him, kill him!' Tig's legs took to trembling, and fear put the leash on his tongue, but after a long silence he managed to whisper, "'I have done evil to no one, no one!' "'Maybe,' said the king, "'but have ye done good? Come, tell us, have you given aught to any one this night? "'If ye have, we will pardon ye.' "'Not a word could Tig say, feared tight in the leash, "'for he was knowing full well there was no good to him that night. "'Then ye must die,' said the king. "'Will ye try hanging or beheading?' "'Hanging, please, your majesty,' said Tig. "'The guards came rushing up and carried him off, "'but as he was crossing the threshold of the hall "'a thought sprang at him and held him. "'Your majesty,' he called after him, "'will ye grant me a last request?' "'I will,' said the king. "'Thank ye. There's a wee red cap that I'm mortal fond of, and I lost it a while ago. If I could be hung with it on, I would hang a deal more comfortable.' The cap was found and brought to Tig. "'Clip-clap, clip-clap, for my wee red cap. I wish I was home,' he sang, up and over the heads of the dumbfounded guard he flew, and whist and away out of sight. When he opened his eyes again he was sitting dose by his own hearth with the fire burnt low the hands of the clock were still the bolt was fixed firm in the door the fairy lights were gone and the only bright thing was the candle burning in old barney's cabin across the road a running of feet sounded outside and then the snatch of a song tis well that ye mind ye who sit by the fire that the lord he was born in a dark and cold byre weera as true wait ye whoever ye are and tig was away to the corner digging fast at the loose clay as a terrier dog digs at a bone he filled his hands full of the shining gold then hurried to the door and barring it the miller's wee cassie stood there peering at em out of the darkness take those to the widow donley do ye hear and take the rest to the store ye tell jamie to bring up all that he has that is edible and drinkable and to the neighbours ye say tig's keeping the feast this night hurry now Tiggs stopped a moment on the threshold until the tramp of her feet had died away. Then he made a hollow of his two hands and called across the road, "Hey there, Barney! Will ye come over for a sup?" End of the Voyage of the Wee Red Cap by Ruth Sawyer Durand.